0: Wait, what? No, you're supposed to just bring it up on the podcast. Oh. You know, like you normally do, where uh, I don't know what you're talking about, and you keep saying very incredulous things. Oh, I didn't realize that was my, my whole deal. You always blindside me with stuff, and then when I ask questions, you usually just keep reading from the source material. Oh. You haven't noticed that you do this? Not really. Oh, you do this all the time. I should probably not do that. I am a ghost man. Oh man, that's my favorite Talking Heads song. I am a ghost man. I am a ghost man. You are a ghost person. I am a ghost man. We are a ghost man. You are a peasant. I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> It's a pretty good song. Hello, Govna, and welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name is John. And together we're Henry and John. Back again. Back, finally. Yeah, finally. It's been years. It's been like a week. Alright, it's been like a week, but in like flea time, that's years. Well, in uh, in the current political climate time, a week is for frickin' ever. <laughs> And the current political administration, a week is an entire tenure. I mean, look, just just ten days ago, think of all that was happening. We were welcoming in our newest little baby to the fold, little little Tony Scramucha. Yeah, the Mooch. The Mooch, as he is called. I mean, he even came with his own nickname. Like, who else on the staff has a nickname? Other than Steve Bannon's nickname. What's Steve Bannon's nickname? Fart Lord, <laughs> yeah, Steve Fart Lord Bannon. He he wears it proudly, and by wears it proudly, I mean he does have a leather jacket that is bedazzled on the back with rhinestones that says Fart Lord. And he did it himself. He didn't even he didn't even pay for it. You know the farts are the opposition party. Yes, everyone knows this. It is us against the farts. The farts will never take over. But yeah. We live in a world where people can walk into the fold after, you know, s- liquidating their assets and selling their business, uh, you know, divorcing their wife, uh, missing the birth of their child, only to get let go a few days later. Uh, just 10 days, 250 hours of non-stop excitement. Yeah, and it was a wild ride. Like, he actually, he did, he sold off his business, uh, his wife w- filed for divorce, Mm-hmm. He, missed, he missed the birth of his son, and now he's fired. So uh, I would actually like to track... Now, I had a particular affinity for, for Anthony Scara- Scaramucci. Uh, what what drew you to him? Because of his gross incompetence, his loudness, and his, his penchant for thinking that the things he was saying were smarter than they were. Yeah, there was a weird sort of attraction to him because it wasn't as though he... <laughs> He definitely wasn't cut out for politics, like, he called up reporters, never said that this was off the record, and just went ahead and cursed up a storm revealing things that he probably shouldn't, shouldn't have revealed. And saying things in an arrangement and with such words that it would be insane to assume that any person in a position of power could or ever... Has or will say these things? Yeah, it was like he was a walking textbook example of what not to do as a civil servant. But let's let's walk back through the through the tragedy of uh and this is uh, this is a tragedy in three parts that I would like to lay out to you. All right, yeah, I'm going to play some like flashy back music, you know, like ripple effect, like in Wayne's World. Like, so. Uh, Anthony Scaramucci uh, started now. Like all great uh, trilogies, like the like every uh, great story, it starts, of course, with the first chapter, which is affectionately called the dark first chapter. Wait, usually it's the dark middle chapter. But <laughs> so so in the in the dark first chapter of the Anthony Scaramucci saga, uh, his wife filed for divorce from him. Yes, because of his blind ambition. Uh, to join the cabinet of Donald Trump, despite the fact that I believe both of them were pretty staunchly anti-Trump up until that point. Yeah, it was it was weird. like he it's like he tried to get the job more than once and Trump said no multiple times. And then through sheer persistence, he landed at a job that he was woefully unqualified for. And a job that, to accept, he had to get out of the business he was in, which was his own business, so he had to sell it off. Yeah, liquidated his business assets, Uh, his wife filed for divorce from him, and his appointment was so contentious that the, that that Sean Spicer resigned over it. Yes, Sean Spicer, who hid in bushes to avoid talking to the press, took a stand and resigned. For what it is worth, I don't think that Sean Spicer is a great guy, but he has put up with a lot and if that's the thing that makes him resign, it is a terrible decision. Well, maybe he was just maybe maybe I, I do agree that you know, this is like the, the 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 grime on the sink moving away from the moldy bread, but like Maybe Spicer was just trying to get out, because he needed to get out of there. Yeah, maybe he just needed an excuse. Maybe. I mean, Spicer went through a hell of a lot over a longer period of time, and, you know, Trump didn't let him meet the Pope, because no reason. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus. But anyway, so yeah, Spicer fled the coop, leaving uh, the mooch with... who was the Who was the chief of staff? White House chief of staff is that Reince Priebus? That was Reince Priebus. Was once Reince Priebus? Yes. Now uh, there's a little bit of bad blood uh, between uh, the, the mooch and Reince Priebus. Yeah, the mooch Scarmucci thought that Reince Priebus was the source of the leaks. For, uh, for some reason, he thought that he was the sole source of the leaks of his financial documents, which were items of public record. Yes. <laughs> and uh, his basis for this, for Priebus being the source of the leaks, was that the media never went after Priebus. Mm-hmm. So he thought that, that, you know, he was the anonymous source for all of these stories, including uh, his financial records and the fact that Trump and Scarmucci had dinner with. Uh, I think I've Sean Sean Hannity Sean mm-hmm. Han- what's that guy's name uh, Sean Hannity probably yeah yeah and the fact that this this dinner was leaked was really the tipping point for Scamucci and uh, that that really kind of brings us into the what is affectionately called the dark middle chapter <laughs> is it is it darker than the first chapter uh it is uh considerably darker so the darker middle chapter so uh i believe it was at some point that anthony Scaramucci was giving a series of uh interesting interviews very passionate interviews and at at some point he gave um an interview yes to uh was it the new york times um i, I don't know which interview you're referring to because i know i know he called into cnn uh i think it i think it ended up being the the new yorker actually it was the new york it, it, it was that i forget his name but i want to say it's like reza yeah L- ryan Lisa. ryan Lisa, yeah that you're right he, he did give an interview to ryan Lisa. So uh, some of the things that he said in this interview, uh, which are interesting for someone in a position of so much power to have said, are... Uh, he, he said things, let's see, when talking about rights, Priebus, one of the things he said was, uh, in talking about, uh, Donald Trump, he said, the swamp will not defeat him, uh, they're trying to resist me, but it's not going to work, I've done nothing wrong on my financial disclosures, so they're going to have to go, and I have to censor myself here, and I have to say, Priebus themselves. What does that mean? And at one point in the interview, he, uh, discussing Steve Bannon, said, I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own Priebus. I'm not trying to build my own brand off the prebusing strength of the president. I'm here to serve the country. Okay, so you're censoring yourself by using the name Priebus. Yes. Okay, yeah, because he actually used some pretty choice expletives that uh, the news media had a fun time avoiding uh, saying. Props to the New Yorker for not censoring them. Oh yeah, no. The New Yorker, if anything, is, like, it, it, it's journalism at its finest. It doesn't pull the punches. It just goes ahead and tells it how it is. And generally speaking, Scaramucci had so much opportunity to not field insane conspiracy theories and sound like a like a weird insider, and he took every opportunity to do exactly that. Yeah, I mean Ryan Lisa asked multiple times during that that interview that he was aware that this was all on the record, and then he wrote his story and called again to check, and said, "I have now written the story, as is, with everything you said that's on the record. You know, is that okay?" And Scaramucci never told him that anything was background or off the record. And then afterwards, Scaramucci took to Twitter to say, that is the last time I'll trust a reporter. Which is interesting because, like, according to Ryan Liza he prompted him by saying, like, Do you, are you aware that this is on the record? It's like, did he not know what on the record meant? I, I honestly don't know. And another essential part of the Dark Metal chapter... Of the Anthony Scaramucci saga is that after his feud with Priebus became public, a fairly prolific internet email prankster reached out to him. Alright. Now, 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 this part I don't know. Uh, a, a, is this like a famous email? Is this like the Banksy of email scams? Uh, this guy is, is pretty prolific. Uh, I don't know how he reaches so much success, but he apparently has like a Twitter where he posts these exchanges. That's interesting. And and what happened here? Uh, well, the article was talking about him talking to uh, multiple government officials, but the one that is important to us begins, One such exchange appears to have possibly played a role in the tensions between then-White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci, who resigned from his job earlier today, and since fired White House Chief of Staff Ryan Priebus. Oh my Mascher- God. Masquerading as Priebus, the prankster emailed Scaramucci's official account using a Mail.com account on Saturday, the day after Priebus's resignation was announced. Begin quote, I had promised myself I would leave my, mud- my hands mud-free, wrote the fake Priebus. But after reading your tweet today, which stated how soon we will learn who in the media who has class and who hasn't, has pushed me to this. That tweet was breathtakingly hypocritical even for you. At no stage have you acted in a way that even that is even remotely classy, yet you believe that's the standard by which everyone should behave towards you? General Kelly will do a fine job. I'll even admit he will do a better job than me, but the way in which that transition has come about has been diabolical and hurtful. I don't expect a reply. Wait. The fake Priebus sounds like he said what was on the real Priebus' mind. It does sound a lot like that. Like, the, you know, I, I thought that when you told me about this, when you prompted this to me before we started recording, I thought this was going to be, like, a weird, like, give me your information thing. But instead, this fake email guy decided to just, like, kind of tell all, like, he got in the mind of Priebus and, like, confronted... Scarmucci with exactly what Priebus might say. Yeah, reading through this, this guy seems like a pretty good social engineer. That's interesting. Uh, do tell more. And then, unfortunately, the very real Scaramucci responded. You know what you did. We all do, even today. But rest assured, we were prepared. And then, all of the letters of this sentence, all of the first letters of the sentence, are capitalized. A man would apologize. Wait, a man, W A, apo- like <laughs> what? yeah, a Why? capital man, capital would, capital apologize. Why? Why? <laughs> And then, the fake Priebus wrote back, I can't believe you're questioning my ethics. I have nothing to apologize for. Actual Scaramucci responded, Read Shakespeare, particularly Othello. You are right there. My family is fine and will thrive. You know what you did. No more replies from me. (laughs) Scaramucci got like like, poetic with it. What the hell? <laughs> Read Shakespeare, particularly Othello, my family will thrive. My family will thrive. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I have no idea what that could possibly mean. And that uh, brings us, of course, to the the final part of the Dark Metal chapter. Uh, Scaramucci got fired. He was well, an incompetent. W- actually, wait, wait, wait. Th- th- there is a... The thing that I, I think actually led to the firing wasn't the New Yorker article. Was it not? I don't think so. Be, well, I think that played a part of it, but that there's more to the story. Um, mm-hmm. So CNN had Ryan Lizza on for an interview after the story broke. And during the interview with Ryan Lizza, Scarmucci called in. What? Yeah, Scarmucci called into the interview to debate what was being said and what the what the article said... And try to downplay it very unsuccessfully. Is that real? That happened. That, like, there's footage of that. You need to go watch it because he he backtracks, he backsteps so hard while still attacking Priebus. That is amazing. Oh, I see salon.com. Anthony Scarmucci calls into CNN's New Day implodes on live television. Exactly this is this is where I entered the story because I, I didn't really know anything about Scarmucci until he called into CNN and, and like imploded on on live television. Mm. But uh and, and so that kind of fueled it and he kept calling for Prepes's reg- resignation resignation, you know, firing and then resign- he, they they ousted him. Primus mm-hmm. was ousted, and then you can get to the dark middle, cha- the dark final chapter. So uh, the dark final chapter. He's he's been fired. That is the end of the middle chapter, and this is uh, this is the darkest and shortest chapter. Now imagine that you are Anthony Scaramucci. You've been through all of this. This your wife has filed for divorce. You have missed uh, your son's birthday birth. Day of birth. You missed your child's day of birth. You have imploded and made a fool of yourself across all media. Uh, You are a rube in every sense of the word, and you are tricked by an email scammer. You are eventually fired for being a liability. And then, today, you, you you open your browser, you open your Time magazine as Anthony Scaramucci, and you see the headline... Harvard University lists Anthony Scaramucci as dead. (laughs) What? Harvard University, Anthony Scaramucci's, uh, alma mater accidentally listed him as dead oh my gosh that's insane like that's kicking a man while he's down by accident uh let's see later on monday news came to light that harvard law school where scaramucci hit the books during the late 80s and earned his higher education degree accidentally listed their former student as no longer living in the updated alumni directory distributed to all fellow alumni this week oh my gosh let's see (laughs) People might have believed it, too, because, like, if you're in Scaramucci's position, you know, certain, certain options look kind of ten- uh, promising right now, right? So, uh, while Harvard may be apologetic, that correction will take a while to go into effect. The previous alumni directory was delivered in 2011, so Scaramucci will have to wait until 2023 before his alma mater considers him among the living. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Why is yep. it so spaced out? It's, that's, in, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's, per, that's very incredible. Best uh, possible way that story could have ended. Uh, to, just to add a detail to his firing too. Uh, he was fired on be, on the behest of the new chief of staff. Uh, what's his name? Something Kelly. John Something Kelly. Kelly. General Something- Kelly. I, I forget... I forget his name, but it it is like something Kelly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he got Priebus fired, and then the guy who replaced Priebus was like, "I don't want Skermucci," and so they let him go, like just like that. Amazing. He caused his own firing, basically. Yeah, like he he knocked out one guy who probably wouldn't have cared, and then and then brought another guy who was like, "Get this, get this idiot out of here." Yeah, P- Priebus probably would have, you know, stuck with him, you know, just you know, stuck it out, tolerated him as just like a clown. But then looks like General Kelly means business, so he's like, "We have no room for clowns. This isn't this isn't a circus." Which you know <laughs> we're all gonna laugh at because it is a circus. Apparently, the uh, the general tone of the White House now under Kelly is, don't fucking... don't be ridiculous. Just batten down the hatches. We'll get through this. And the crazy thing to me is, you know, Scaramucci thought one person was responsible for the leaks. Like, a story broke today where... The, it's it's the White House aides are the anonymous source like the aides, not not the chief, not anyone with like a, a, a very important title. it's it's the underlings as it's always been Mm-hmm. like you know that's who that's informants are always the, the people who are underneath everybody yeah it's not like Edward Snowden was like king of CIA wasn't he in the NSA? Yeah <laughs> just like I said it's not like he was the king of the CIA. You're right. It's it's like it's exactly like that. Or he wasn't king of NASA either. Not NASA. N S A. King, king NASA. No, no, the king of NASA is Buzz Aldrin. We live in a dark time when NASA taps our phones. <laughs> Are they mentioning space? Is 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 anyone like is anyone talking about plans to go to the moon? <laughs> we. We know about Elon Musk, but is there anyone else out there trying to go to space? Yeah, we only tapped Elon Musk's phone for a while, but it got really boring. All right, well, it turned out Elon Musk, uh, he, he's got his own funding, so all we could do was like nod with what he was saying, but we couldn't really steal any of his ideas because we don't have the funding for him. Yet somehow we got the millions of dollars required to wiretap every human being's cell phone. Oh, all we have to do was incite the Patriot Act. Yay, Patriot Act. Uh, is that still in effect? Let's take the Patriot Act to the moon. <laughs> and let it go and watch it float forever. Hey, Henry, let's take this Patriot Act on the road. <laughs> God, that's dumb. It is, it really is. So yeah, that's the tragic tale of Scarmucci told in three dark chapters. Yeah, three equally dark chapters. Spanning ten days. Yeah, it's it's crazy that someone can get divorced, miss their son's birthday. Okay, was it his, his son's birth? Yeah, the birth of his son. Okay, so he missed the birth of his son, he got divorced, all this happened, and then he died. Pretty much perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, like, if, <laughs> if this were a play, he would be like a tragic character, only no one would sympathize with him? If someone wrote a book about these ten days of Anthony Scaramucci's life, who do you think it would be? Uh, hmm. I mean, Truman Capote could probably do it justice if he wasn't dead. Yeah, it it almost feels like, uh, if Anthony Scaramucci was actually, like, um... If you could empathize with him, I could see it being like a Vonnegut story. Like you couldn't possibly believe the things that are actually happening. But they're told in such a way that you kinda get you kinda get into it. Yeah, only Vonnegut would put something weirdly like sci fi ish, but not mixed in there, like Skarmucci was talking to like the ghost of a psychic ostrich or something the entire time. Uh Tony Mucci has become unstuck in time. <laughs> He's gonna relive those ten days over and over, I'll tell you that. Oh, that sucks. At the risk of sounding old, you know, some t- some teenage relationships uh, last longer than that. You know, the life of a fruit fly, shorter than that. Yeah, but the life of a housefly is actually like two months. Did you know that? <laughs> Man, that housefly lived like 60 times longer than Anthony Scaramucci did. Yeah. I I just, you know, I, I actually put this on her Facebook, but... It's no secret that I don't like my job, but at least I've I've successfully held it longer than Anthony Scarmucci. Yeah, if you ever feel bad about how you're how you're doing in life, just look at the Mooch. The, the Mooch is a good cautionary tale. I'm going to put a tiny picture of the Mooch in my wallet, and every time I feel like things aren't going my way, I'm going to look and I go, Ah, Moochie. Poor, poor Moochie. <laughs> Officially declared dead by his al- alma mater. Alma martyr. He's an alma martyr. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So. Uh, yeah? Enough mooch. Yeah, John, uh, I have a question for you. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, What are we doing? Oh, you know what we're doing, Henry? What are we doing, John? We're enjoying this beautiful day. We're doing this beautiful day. We're enjoying a day. We're enjoying a day in the sun. Boy, this is podcast poison, but did you know that a cold front's coming through and it's gonna be pretty nice for a few days? Uh, wait, th- my, one of my things actually ties into a- Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, how are we gonna possibly go back to this? Wait, wait, well, it, I'm, it... wait, I'm gonna fire up the machine. No, it's just an end cap. It's an end cap. It's an end cap? An end cap, you know, like uh, when you're browsing the store at the end of an aisle, there's the little display set up. Yeah, but is it an end cap to the story or an end cap to the podcast? An end cap to the story. I can't end the podcast right now. Okay, so I'm gonna fire up the machine so what? we can go back to the Scaramucci thing. So you can put it back there. Hold on, I'm firing up the back pedal machine we're here oh are you are you done with your little your little bit oh i'll i'll edit that part out where you were disrespectful of my bit <laughs> i'm editing this week fuck yeah <laughs> all right so somebody named sam steen have you ever heard of him never not nah, me either he tweeted out, in, in regards to the Anthony Mucci story, In all seriousness, this is a sad story, not a laughter. Guy sold his company, divorced his wife, didn't see his kid's birth, for dot 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 dot, this. To which Seth Rogen, famous comedian, replied, I'd venture to say this is the very definition of comedy. To which Sam Steen replied, what do you know about comedy? To what Seth Rogen replied, Touche. Accurate. So just a little end cap on the Scaramucci story. Just a little insight from Seth Rogen. You know, I think, is it is it a comedy though? Because nobody got married. Uh, no, it's, it's actually like an anti... I mean, tragedies end in death. Well, what, this in... one ended in death. <laughs> okay. A symbolic death, to be sure. Yeah, but I mean, as the as as storytelling advanced, that death wasn't always literal. Just as the marriage wasn't always literal. What if the marriage is between Scaramucci's life and the afterlife? <laughs> because it sure as hell isn't between him and his wife. No, that's that's decidedly over. Yeah, he he just married the the fake grave. Yeah, he married the fake grave, so it's a comedy of tragedies. Oh, I see. I think there's a, there should be a word for this, like a like a comatrage, something like that. Something where it's so tragic that it ends up being funny. Yeah, like a well, like, there's like tragedy and comedy, comadj. 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 Yeah, comadj. All right, it's a true comadj. Yeah. Now what would the theater mask for a comedy G be? It would be exactly uh, a, a, a completely straight line. Oh, just straight line mouth. Straight line mouth across. It, it's it, it's directly between a comedy and a tragedy. That's pretty much how I'm feeling about this whole thing. Just straight mouth line. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've we've watched it unfold. It's already over. There's not much more to it's not gonna impact things down the line. How much worse could it get for Anthony Scaramucci? Uh he could break both of his legs. <laughs> what about both of his arms? He could end up in a full body cast. Okay, wait. So what I want us to do, we're both pretty good storytellers, what with the improv and the and the prodigious fiction writing. Prodigious? Yeah, it means you do it with your fingers. Oh, okay. So what I want to do is okay. So here's here's the outset for it. Here's your prompt. All right. We're sitting here and we're saying, how could things possibly get worse for Anthony Scaramucci? Which is like dramatic irony or foreshadowing or some shit. Well, yeah, it's a bad setup, is what it is. So there's this great setup about what's the what's the worst what what's how could this get worse for Anthony Scaramucci? And I want us to both have visions where like it goes to black and then it says in like a nice sans serif font two months later, and then it fades up kind of in Meteor res at the worst possible thing that could be happening to Anthony Scaramucci two months from now and go. All right. Uh, so exterior shot courthouse, uh, slow zoom in through the window. Scarmucci is at the defendant's section of the courthouse. I don't know what to call it. Uh, He's on trial, it turns out, because his financial records, which are public, were filled with illicit activity. And he's actually losing all of his assets. uh, The the assets that he has left from the divorce, because, of course, his wife took half. And he's now, in in, uh, addition to losing everything, the judge throws in... You know, child what do they call that? What do they call that? Child payments. Oh, child support. (laughs) Child support and alimony. So he still has he's he's still on the hook for those even though now he has nothing. And the judge actually sentences sentences him to an internship with CNN to learn how to be a media correspondent. Oh, that's That's an amazing ending. Yeah. That's pretty good because now he gets to learn all the things he shouldn't have done. Like it's it's like it's life is serving them up, you know, life lessons all over the place. And then I'd watch that whole movie after that. That that's the beginning of the movie, like, you know, because because we got to see him go through an arc and an arc is not a straight down drop. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah we put all that stuff in the first 20 minutes just, you know, hit the high points. Wait, wait, that's his opening, like, you know how the the opening of Up? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. (laughs) This last ten days is his Up opening. So it's just, like, silent shots of, like, his wife yelling at him, and him yelling into a phone, and him typing angrily on a computer, and then him getting angrily yelled at. Set to the same music as the Up sequence. Man, if we could turn Anthony Scaramucci into a sympathetic character like the old dude from Up, perfect. Yeah. Here's my uh, story rendition of what's going to happen. All right. Okay, so it stays in the interstitial a little bit longer than yours. It it fades up and says, two months later, and at the bottom, it says Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh, Jackson Hole. And it uh, interior shot... And we're clearly on some kind of upscale bus or shuttle. And Anthony Scaramucci is is sitting in a seat with his head reclined back with his dumb blue wayfarers on. <laughs> I mean aviators, sorry. And he's he's listening to his Apple ear pods. Oh god. And he's just he's just laying his head back, and you're you're just hearing some just really kind of soothing music i'm thinking like some kishibashi like some some vashti bunyan like some some really chill stuff what about enya yes enya oh right. wait no 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 it's that song that's like who can say where the road goes yeah it's got to be that right so it's it's that's it's that song and it is a uh, close up on his face slow tracking shot away from his face away and up and then you you see you see through the windows like a beautiful Jackson Hole sky. Yeah. And then it just keeps tracking away and up and you see a beautiful Jackson Hole sky and the sea and the or, sea or like a lake, but okay. you don't see you don't see any any ground and then it's a fast zoom out back and this upscale shuttle is hurtling through the air. <laughs> what? It, it, has, it has like gone off the road and burst through a guardrail and it's it's going through the air and all of Anthony Scaramucci's money is just flying out of the back of it. Oh, of course, of course. Because he kept all of his money in the back. Because yeah. he liquidated all of his assets and he just keeps it in a big bag. Of course. Col- called the Mooch Juice. The Mooch Juice and all of his all of his money is flying out of the back and all of his all of his blue aviators are flying out of the back and you can still hear that who can say where the road goes and the the camera cranes around like a like a helicopter shot around the bus as it's in midair and there's just the mouth of a hungry whale (laughs) in the lake of jackson hole (laughs) just just breaching out of the lake at jackson hole just rising up to uh to meet the bus all right and then as as the whale eats the bus the whale has the word cnn painted on the side (laughs) because it's it's the cnn corporate whale it's the famous See an corporate whale i was about to say and then it, it splashes back down and then like a wave like goes up and because the camera's like down in the water now and then a, a wave like hits the camera and it goes to black and the enya song just keeps playing but kind of echoey and then it says the end <laughs> so in the end he was just eaten by a whale yeah he was eaten by a whale uh, uh you know one of those notorious lake whales Hey Jackson Hole, you ever been? Yes, actually I have. It's lovely. It's very lovely. It's uh, it's where you fly into if you're going to uh, Yellowstone. Did you know that you should go to Jackson Hole to see the eclipse? I did not know that. Is it? It's gonna be like in the perfect angle, so it's a, a total eclipse. I think it's an almost total eclipse in Wyoming. I know that uh, it's kind of middle America where the eclipse is going to be in its totality. Of course, the flyover states, you know, they, they always get the good nature stuff. I'm pretty strongly considering actually going there to it to see this eclipse. Why not? It, people keep saying it's a once in a lifetime event. I, I know where I am, it's going to be about three fourths or so. Yeah, where where we are, it's... It's going to be pretty similar, I think. Yeah, but it's happening, like, what, the 21st of August? The 21st of August, which is unfortunately a Monday. Which means I have to work like a douche. Or take work off. No, I I don't get any vacation time until a year. Oh, fuck. I, I don't get any paid vacation time until a year. That's rough. Yep, yep, I learned that the hard way when I took a week off. You know what a real quick way to start feeling better about your job is? Uh, quit? Get recognition. That's really all it took. Now I'm kind of happy at my job. Recognition is good, but uh, I get that in spades. Oh. I'm really good at my job. Well? Fuck off. What? I'm really good at what I do. It's. I'm a copy editor, John. Yeah, but like... It's I'm not what re- I do, but people don't recognize it. They don't recognize my genius. Well, see, the, the praise is, uh, feels empty because I've never accepted praise. Oh, I see. You know.
1: People, I constantly
0: accept praise. People walk up to me on the street all the time recognizing me for this podcast, and I'm just like, fuck off. The only time I've ever been recognized for this podcast was during my arraignment. <laughs> when were you arraigned? Oh, I was arraigned on charges. What charges? It's not important. That's not important. All right. Speaking of charges, John. Oh. What, what the fuck? That was my noise of surprise. <laughs> oh, okay. Speaking of charges, John, how much Whoa. do you know? What the? Stop it. Right. Speaking of charges. <laughs> You're a goat. You sound like a goat. Okay, fine. I'll stop with the goat noise. Speaking of... <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Uh, speaking of charges, John... How much do you know about Bitcoin? How much do I know about Bitcoin? Yeah, how much do you know about the cryptocurrency Bitcoin? Well, I know that Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency uh, that is distributed by having machines solve tougher and tougher algorithmic uh, essentially problems until they unlock more bitcoins and there's a, a set amount that could possibly be mined and as more algorithms get solved the harder they get so bitcoin becomes harder and harder to uh acquire and it is primarily driven by a technology called the blockchain which is a shared open source transaction ledger that is shared to everyone all of that is correct that's uh, do you. You know a fair amount about Bitcoin. I own some. You actually own some? Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. I mean, no, don't hack me. I'm not going to hack you. Well, Well, then you might be interested in this, because as of today, Bitcoin has split. Ugh what's up john why did you groan like that because i think it's dumb i really don't like this bitcoin and bitcoin cash thing but that's what i wanted to talk about john bitcoin is now two things bitcoin is two things because they couldn't get over their weird civil war so they did a hard fork they did a hard fork meaning that for some of the people who are going to do bitcoin they're moving on to a bigger and better blockchain of what is it two plus megabytes instead of the normal megabyte I believe these are 8 megabyte. They're moving on to bigger blockchains of 8 megabytes because there's been a bitcoin has gotten popular. Oh, extremely. And, you know, it we need it, it got to the point where uh, Bitcoin transactions were being like you're being charged $5 to just move your Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And you were ultimately not losing money, but it was just it wasn't convenient. And the, uh, the, the transaction cost in Bitcoin has always been high, and it's just getting higher. And so people are trying to sort of offset that by making the blockchain larger so that more people can get in to, I don't know, get in on the blockchain. Am I close? Oh, sorry. I just saw my girlfriend, and I got really scared. One second. <laughs> okay. Shouldn't be scared of your girlfriend. Oh, boy. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> Allison couldn't find a spot to park downtown because there's a Bill Engvall show going on. Oh, Bill, okay. And uh, she was back, but I, I didn't hear her come in the first time, so she walked by the door, and I fucking flipped my lid. You thought you were seeing a ghost? Oh my god, because I heard something moving around, so I was reaching to a knife that I keep on my desk as we were talking yeah and then i saw a straight up person i was like oh so you, you didn't think it was allison you just thought it was somebody in your house yeah wow that's that's frightening as fuck that was very scary anyway let's get back into it where do we leave off well, uh, I'm, I'm pretty confused about what the implications of a larger blockchain are myself. Like, is that what they're mining, or is that just the transaction ledger? The blockchain is just the transaction ledger. So I don't get why increasing the megabyteage for it would actually do anything? Like, is this going to solve the the high transaction fee problem i'm not sure it's are you are you sure they're specifically increasing the size of the blockchain are they increasing the the bitcoin size itself that's a really great question let's see let's see the Uh, main the main bitcoin currency is adopting a system called segwit 2x that moves transactions out of the current blockchain while Bitcoin Cash will use bigger blocks within the blockchain. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. So uh, uh, I think part of the blockchain is that the the blocks only have a certain amount of information that they can process at a time, which is why Bitcoin transactions are slow and expensive. Oh, okay. So with bigger individual blocks, you have more traffic that can pass through the blocks at one time, so you have more, a larger amount of aggregate transactions that you can get through faster. Gotcha. So so it's not the blockchain that it's. That's getting bigger. It's the size of the blocks within the blockchain. Yes. And the main Bitcoin currency is moving on to a completely separate system. God, this is gonna... Oh boy. Just keep it as simple as possible. Well, I mean, uh, what I'm concerned about is... You ever... You ever put a not insignificant amount of money in something, and then it splits into two things, and you don't know the future of the thing you bought? Uh, I've never put money into anything well it sucks well here, here's the thing um th- this is coming from cnet.com their, their article about this the split only some Bitcoin exchanges will support the new cryptocurrency but some Bitcoin owners will find their stash automatically cloned into both types mm-hmm. it remains to be seen what the schism will do to market values that's the thing i'm concerned about and find pretty fascinating because i don't think any currency has done this before yeah i don't think any currency has split into two different types of currencies before that that's this is this is uncharted territory it's uh it's gonna be fun to watch for sure my uh, my biggest gripe with it is that bitcoin cash is just a bad name yeah because it sounds like it's going to be like a physical form of Bitcoin, if I'm being honest. And it, it just, it sounds like if I get an email that said, oh, here's your Bitcoin cash, I'm like, oh, this is a scam. Yeah, it it sounds like they're, it's kind of like the difference between the Nintendo Wii and the Nintendo Wii U. Yep. Like, like I get that they wanted to keep the Bitcoin recognition, but... Adding the word "cash" to the end was not the way to go. Why not just uh, keep it close to Bitcoin but change it a little? Buttcoin. Buttcoin, yes, Buttcoin would be great. But I think uh, I think UCB has a trademark on that. Oh yeah, man, buttcoins into 100 ass pennies. Exactly. I, know, uh, y- 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 there's a schism in the butt coin. <laughs> it's called a crack, John. They they did a hard crack on the butt coin. Look, yeah. they split it to two currencies: butt coin and butt coin ass. <laughs> <laughs> but why wouldn't they change it from Bitcoin to like block coin? Since there's their whole thing is about how big the block is. Why don't they just look instead of Bitcoin cash? They could be called big fucking block money, big fucking block money. I like it. BFC, M, but they're not, uh, they're not beholden to the rules of, of, uh, like conduct because they're, I don't think they're, they're taxable and people haven't accepted Bitcoin on, on mass. So why don't you make a new currency and just call it fuck money? I don't know. I mean, there's no central authority. There's no government or bank involved, so that's what that's what's allowing this fork to happen in the first place. So you think they would realize they have free reign with the what they call it, and there have been so many different cryptocurrencies out there, like, you know, Dogecoin is still a thing somehow, mm-hmm. and like, of course, there's Eth, or Inth, or whatever the hell that one's called. Letherum, there's, a, yeah, Ethereum. Ethereum. Which people were saying was probably the new hot ticket since the uh, cur- the, the future of Bitcoin was in flux. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Cryptocurrencies are fascinating to me because it's like, oh, it's worth this amount of money. But then how do you get that money ever? Uh, you, you can cash it in. Whenever people buy it, you just get the money. What? People buy it from you? Is that how the exchange works? Yeah, that's exactly how stocks work, too. What? Stocks are real? Yeah, when you buy stocks, uh, whenever you get a profit off those stocks, you're just selling to people who want to buy those stocks. But see, I, for a currency, I don't think your currency should be the same as like the stock market. It shouldn't feel like gambling. Well, I mean, the dollar does the same thing. It fluctuates. It fluctuates, but not that much. And every time you conduct a transaction, you're, you're selling your dollars to people for something else. That's true. I, I understand. Well... It feels like it feels like you're just exchanging purchasing power for like for a product. It doesn't feel like getting rid of like I don't know your currency. Yeah, it's a currency is, is fascinating that way, especially when you get into cryptocurrencies that have so few checks and balances and controls. You can really see how something that is very similar to a spendable currency can change if it can do whatever it wants. Yeah, I mean, no one's regulating this, so who's to say that they can just, I don't know, make it worth zero money? Well, they can't make it worth zero money because there will always be people out... I mean, Bitcoin in itself is inherently worthless. What? Because the only reason why Bitcoin would be worth anything is because there are people out there who are willing to spend 2000 something dollars for one Bitcoin. F- uh, fiat money? Yeah, Fiat 500 money. So, So you've got some Bitcoin. How much do you have? Can't tell you. Why not? Because it's not a lot. So are we talking one full coin or underneath that? I'm going to say that the best thing you can do with Bitcoin, I'm a big believer in the strategy, if there's anything financially fun, if there's something that you're really interested in how it works, to increase your exposure to it, you should buy one of it and don't play with it. So you've got exactly one Bitcoin. I'm not saying that but I'm saying that if you were interested in something you should buy one of them. Oh because you bought more than one of them and now you're you're sweating your future. Look, you should just buy one, leave it alone and sell it to me. So you've got more than one bitcoin. How much do you have? How many how many hundreds of thousands? You just have to buy a bitcoin. Do you do you even remember your wallet key every day? For <laughs> <Every laughs> oh, goods. It won't end up on a hard drive in a dumpster somewhere. Oh, I put all of my hard drives in a dumpster full of my uh, Bitcoin wallet. I, that actually happened. The one guy, he had like a hundred Bitcoins or something like that, and he he, it, he threw the hard drive away. Idiot. Yeah, dummy. I, uh, a friend of ours actually won $10,000 recently. A friend of ours won $10,000? At a casino. One of our gambling friends actually won money? Yeah, crazy, right? One of our gambling friends who na- whose name starts with an M. Hey, don't what? get too... Look, Henry, I don't know what you're doing trying to bring... I don't know why you're trying to... Edward Snowden, this podcast, ask me how many bitcoins I got, ask me to snitch on my friends. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? One of our friends called the Mooch just won $10,000. <laughs> it did, and it's all flying out the back of a shuttle. <laughs> Into a whale's mouth. Wait, does the whale eat the money? Of course. It's the uh- CNN whale. <laughs> Of course. It's not the NPR whale. What was I thinking? Oh, well, well congratulations to that friend, whoever he. Or ordered. she. Or she. Now, the he, tough he. thing the tough thing about it, Henry, is that we have two gambling friends whose names start with M, but they don't share a gender. Or she? Hmm. He? Hmm. Wait, so the, the, they, they must have not been playing the regular slots they play. They must have stepped up to, like, Blackjack or something yeah this is podcast arsenic what's happening right now i'm just gonna keep pressing this until you say one of their names i will not well it's a shout out we're congratulating them we're happy we're not gonna hit them up for a loan i have no intention of advertising my or my friend's wealth never kiss and tell so five bitcoin is that what you're telling me no, 10,000. You you did say a substantial amount, so I'm guessing anywhere between 1 and 10. That is pretty substantial. <laughs> but it depends on when you bought. When did you buy? Henry, <laughs> why are we trying to air my financials Anthony Scaramucci style when we have a precious little amount of time left in the podcast? I want to know if you're a millionaire or not. No, not even close. A thousandaire? I mean, yeah. What? You've got at least a thousand dollars? I mean, yes, I have joined the One Comma Club. Oh, man. I, okay. Fine, I'll leave it alone. I just, you know, I'm fascinated with this stuff. Like, I don't understand stocks. Oh, you want to understand stocks? I'm fascinated by people who turn a profit off the stock market. Not because I, I don't think I could ever do it. I've got a, uh, I've got a shout out for anyone who's interested in stocks. I'm interested in stocks. Can you shout me out? How much Bitcoin you have? N- no, Henry. I have a shout out for you, the one who can't do stocks. Yes. Uh, did you know that there's an app called Robinhood? I've heard. It is one word. Okay. Robinhood. Not like a name, but like a one word word. All right. A one word app called Robin Hood that people are dubious of. Why, why are you promoting it? Uh, I'm not particularly dubious of it. It's a it's a lightweight stock trading app that doesn't have fees. How does it not have fees? How does it make money? Uh, it makes money through uh, advertisement, I guess. I don't know. No commission? Yeah, there's no commission. All transactions are 100% free. So I'm free to just put all of my money there without anyone there to stop me saying that that's a probably a dumb idea? Um, I mean, everything is reported to the IRS for your capital gains tax, and if you have over a certain amount, you have to pay a monthly fee, but sure. Wait, what's the monthly fee all of a sudden? All of a sudden there's a monthly fee. Yeah, but that's if you only have like $10,000 in there. Wait, only ten? What are you saying? If you only have, like, $10,000 in there, it's $10 a month. So if it's more than that, then it's no charge? No, if it's more than that, it's $10 a month. If it's less than $10,000, it's free. Oh, okay. That's confusing. But I, uh, yeah, I bought, I got it, and I was amazed because I immediately bought stock and Snapchat, and boy, that was a mistake. Wait, did Snapchat stock go down? Oh, yeah, it's, like, 30% lower than its IPO was. What? But they went public and was they were valued really high yeah i think they started out valued at 17 dollars. they went kind of high for a while and they've just been in the toilet for ever since well maybe you know it's just what is it peaks and valleys man maybe this is just a valley i mean i believe that snapchat will bounce back i don't think so but if you do that's great but also, I just get back into Snapchat because like a year ago I thought it was dead, so maybe I should trust my gut. I don't know. It, they always say buy low and if it's low, then you should buy. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's how that uh, don't think that that's how that trading axiom works. What it buy low, sell high. so you buy low? Yeah, you have then... to buy if something's low only if you have the expectation that it will be high again. No, you just buy everything that's low. And the things that go up, go up. And the things that don't, don't. (laughs) Yeah, and you just hold on to them. Your treasured little memories. It's a perfect strategy. No, I I feel like I would need like a stockbroker or somebody to be like, are you sure you want to put all your money on Ouija boards? Yeah, it's it's really tough to not put all your money on Ouija boards because they've been around for a while and I can't imagine them going away. They give people answers like, in this day and age, you would think we would all have a Ouija board in our our homes to give us the answers. I just used my Ouija board to give me stock tips, and it just says buy more Ouija boards. Which is probably a sound investment. But my house is full of these Ouija board now. It's okay, the price is low now, and that's what they tell you to do. They tell you to buy low. It just keeps saying buy, it never says sell. Well, it, the price keeps being low. I, I even try to trick it into saying sell, like it, it'll it put buy, and I'll say, what should I do with my Ouija boards? It will say buy, B-U-Y, B-U-Y, buy, and i will say, oh, what's, uh, what's the opposite of buy? And it spells kill. Well, yeah, it's because if you ever try to sell your Ouija boards, the Ouija boards will, well, they'll... They'll kill you. Actually, now that I think about it, every time I ask my Ouija board a question that isn't should I buy more Ouija boards, it just says kill. Yeah, because they don't want to actually give you advice. They just want you to buy more Ouija boards. Or kill, apparently. So wait, I can get Robin Hood, and I can invest in a stock. Mm Mm-hmm, you can invest in one tonight. Well, it's after hours, so you can't, but... You you know, you you gotta do it when the market is open. Yeah, you can place an order once that bell rings. But, like, how do you... And when you sell it, you just get all the money and then capital gains tax. Yep. That seems dangerous. No. How that? Uh, are you are you willing to share how much Snapchat you bought? Like, are we talking more than a hundred dollars? Oh no, I just bought one share. Oh okay. So yeah, no, not... I I genuinely don't I genuinely don't like playing the stock market, so I buy a share or two of something and make a few dollars here and there. Okay, so you, you're kind of just like a casual. No offense, but like a casual peruser of the stock market. Oh, I'm extremely casual. I don't have what it takes to be a day trader. Yeah, that seems insane, but people, they make hundreds of thousands, they claim. Yeah, and then they they get declared dead. Well, yeah, I don't <laughs> that's true. Everyone who runs the risk of, of, of getting tons of money also runs the risk of being declared dead by a higher education institution. It's a, it's a one-to-one linear relationship. The more money you make, the more likely you are to be dead. Everyone dies, though, even people with money. That's sad to think about, that they couldn't, they couldn't outrun the Reaper on those money legs. Money legs only get you so far, John, but the Reaper has death legs. When I die, I will produce 17 pounds of ash from the money I have in my pockets. Oh, it's like that Will Smith movie, 17 pounds of ash. Oh, where he was 17 pounds of ash? Yeah, he was 17 pounds of ash because his money was just so much and he burned. Yeah, and then there was a jellyfish. Yep, a jellyfish that was also made of ashy money. Man, what an awful movie. I thought it was profoundly powerful, John. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Academy Award. (laughs) I'm not an Academy Award. If anything, I'm a Razzie. You know what was the best movie? What was the best movie? I don't know, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Uh, well, you know what was the worst movie? What? Probably the Emoji Movie, if, if Rotten Tomatoes has anything to say about it. Wait, shit, I forgot, Henry. What's up, John? Is Coke Zero Sugar in America yet? No, not yet. Okay, quick quick segment. Quick segment? <laughs> Coke Zero Sugar, Coke watch, Zero Sugar, not in America yet, not, yet. not, not drinking it, can't, drink can't drink it yet. yet. Yeah, no, it's going to be sometime in August, and today's only August 1st. Oh, this year's just dragging on. I thought we got to August really quickly. Hey, a quick segment. Okay, John, quick segment. Checking up on Game of Thrones. Hey, I started watching Game of Thrones. Oh, cool. You're in season one? Yep. Cool, I'm in season, I don't know, seven? Is that the newest one? I'm in the newest one. That's season seven. I'm in season seven. I got a, okay, so I got, I got a question for you. All right, I'm here to answer every question. I have so many answers to all your Game of Thrones questions, you will not believe what I know. Now, no spoilers, obviously, because I'm in the first season. Yes. But, uh, okay, so I, I really got three questions. All right, rapid fire. First one, what happens? All right, you see, this is what's going to happen. Uh, everyone's going to fight for the Game of Thrones. It's a board game that you bring home to your friends. No spoilers. What? I didn't spoil who wins when you play with your friends. Yeah, but now I know there's a game. It's called Game of Thrones, John. I thought it was an illusion. Okay, second question. Okay. What's his deal? W- specifically who? No spoilers. <laughs> who? What character? Henry, you know who I'm talking about, no spoilers. I don't know who you're talking about. Henry, no spoilers. There are so many men in the, in the series, how just, do I know? Just tell me what his deal is. Uh, he likes women, but he thinks that everyone thinks he likes men, so he's overcompensating with how much he likes women, which explains the whole outfit. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and also the fact that he keeps claiming to be, you know, a eunuch oh that eunuch guy all of them yeah all of the eunuch men
1: okay okay
0: no spoilers but okay third question all right how's it end (laughs) okay so it ends in a flux state of chaos and wonder oh that's pretty good i don't think that was a i don't think that was a spoiler no i was just describing the ending okay yeah i i think i got all i need all right so a quick game of thrones catch up uh i hope you enjoy the ride i'm probably gonna stop watching and start watching better call saul no spoilers john don't tell me that you're gonna stop watching i didn't know that yet oh shit fuck jesus john I'll you try- just ruined oh. your, the whole experience of you watching the thing while i hear about you watching the thing i'll try harder next time by the way better call Saul's pretty good although i haven't seen the latest season I've seen the first three episodes, and I agree. No, it's, it's, you know, it's slower than Breaking Bad, but I think it's still good. Yeah, and I mean, Breaking Bad, eh, it's great. Breaking Bad's one of the best things I ever crossed television's eyes. Yeah, but Bob Odenkirk... ...is one of the greatest things to ever cross television's eyes. Cross my eyes like damn. No, Bob Odenkirk is great, and I, I like seeing him in dramatic roles like this. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna quick segment, Henry. all right this is your third one and it's got to be your last one okay shit okay this one's important all right quick segment (laughs) 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 oh today uh, this week is the last football uh the last week without football yeah uh, is that all you wanted to say (laughs) wait hold on i didn't mean college football i just meant football in general oh just okay okay this is the last week without football apparently yeah, I've got a, a, three, three quick questions, no spoilers. No spoilers about football, alright, I'll try to do my best, I, I don't actually know that much, here we go. Okay, first question, what happens? Uh, well, so you see, people refuse to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance, no, the uh, National Anthem, and then they get benched, but they weren't benched for that, they were actually benched because they weren't that good of a quarterback in the first place. Okay, second question. Okay. What's the Atlanta Falcons deal? Uh, They are known chokers, and they had a chance to win their first Super Bowl ever, and uh, they decided not to because they just choked. Matt Ryan's not a good quarterback, no matter how good he did, and uh, they can honestly die in a fire. Okay, the third question? What's up? How's it end? Uh, It ends when uh, Bill Belichick, having received his 10th Super Bowl ring, reveals that each diamond on his Super Bowl rings are are gems of power, John. And it's going to take, like, the Avengers and probably Doctor Strange, maybe some Guardians of the Galaxy to, to, to come together and take Bill Belichick down. Because, you see, it turns out that Bill Belichick is the Titan Thanos from beyond the stars who's trying to court death by destroying or conquering planets. And uh, Death, of course, is a the physical embodiment of the abstract concept of death, and Thanos thinks she's cute, and so he's trying to impress her by destroying things, and he needs these rings of power to be able to do that, John. I think you did a pretty good job of not spoiling that. Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah, I just I, descri- I just described the ending. I didn't actually say how it to- ended. Yeah, I don't I don't think I I was spoiled anyway. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm probably gonna stop watching football and start watching Last Chance You though. Oh, Last Chance You that's a that's a good little film. That's a good little series about uh people making the best of bad situations. I really like it. Yeah, is that all you wanted to say about it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said I couldn't have any more segments. So well. <laughs> i said you couldn't have any more quick segments but we're we're just about out of time here yeah so we can't have a long segment last chance you i guess i'll finish this first season and we can talk about it that's probably a good idea you probably should watch at least the full first season before you uh, start reviewing it yeah you know what i'd i don't know And I'll finish the, you know, the current season of House of Cards, and I'll review that too. Sweet, and then we can talk about Game of Thrones some more. Yeah, and we can continue to not spoil things, even though at this point, uh, I mean, there's not much to... Oh, that's right, because you you only read the first three books. Yeah, I only read the first three books. I read A Game of Thrones, A Storm of Sorcerers, and a, a a, A Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, of course, the first three books... Uh, you know, everyone knows I'm I'm messing around. Of course, the first one is Game of Thrones, where the series got its name from. Yes. The second, the second one is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the third one is Prince Caspian. Of course, and don't forget, there's actually a, and in between uh, two and three. There was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes that that was a that was kind of a mid prequel. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's from a different perspective, so a lot of people don't think it's canon, but you know jk martin has definitely come out and said that you should probably read it i really can't wait for the last one the iliad to come out yeah i mean that one's been thousands of years in the making people they're just hungry for it yeah you can almost say they're hungry for the games oh like a, some kind of hungry game we have to end this stupid podcast yeah <laughs> All right. So if you're tired of hearing this bullshit around, you can get in contact with us at zerocredits@gmail.com. Henry, what <laughs> are you do- Henry, what the fuck are you doing? I do this every week and you think you can just jump in here and do my job? Obviously I can't cuz I said zerocredits@gmail.com. <laughs> Henry, you get one chance. All right, all right. I'll I'll take this seriously. If you blow it even once, we're All done. Right. All right. We're, we're done. The podcast is over. I'll do it perfect. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at zero credits as a podcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. <laughs> send us your tots. But don't send us your motley crew. Is that good? Pretty good so far. Pretty good so far. And if you want a more succinct, kind of pared down version of an email, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com. At ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And uh, what does that stand for, John? Oh, zesty, crunchy, punchy cats wearing hijabs joyfully. I like to wear my hijab joyfully, too. And uh, we're on Facebook. If you look up Zero Credits Podcast on the Facebook search bar, we should be the first result. And there you can like or follow us and you can get all the latest breaking news from our super studio news channel. No comment. Oh no, it's it's pretty good. Just don't forget the last one. I'm not. I was waiting for you to interject, but No, it's it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. And if you want to watch us play video games, we're on twitch.com at I'm sorry, twitch.tv. At, henry henry at, i at, gotta stop you there i told you you have no, one chance i fixed my mistake no you had, right, you bye, had one bye. chance bye. henry you had one chance all right i fail all right, you want to take over from there zero credits is a wait fuck uh oh you can, john you made a mistake i'm sorry shit, i'm gonna have to step fuck. in i'm God gonna have to step in all right i'm gonna take over all right you can watch us play video games at twitch.tv slash zero credits is that right that's that's correct all right, and uh, we'll be streaming video games pretty soon. Or always, you'll just have to follow us on Twitch to find out. I think that was a, that was a pretty good salvo. I think that was a pretty good plug sesh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I feel good about it, but that's just because I did it and I'm full of myself. I would like to say that like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes is the only way that people find out about it. That's right, like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. That's the only way people find out about our podcast. Or you could tell your grandma, and she could tell all church friends. I don't know. Word of mouth works too. We just have no way of tracking that. Hey, church old ladies, you looking fine? That's right. You're looking fine, and we're looking like we're out of time, John. Oh shit! Yeah, you see that? You see that fucking segue to the goodbye? You see that? You see? I'm a born professional. Hey. Hi. You did, you did all right. <laughs> Thanks, that was my first... You know, we can can trim some fat. We can trim some fat, but it's pretty good. Uh, (laughs) I've been thinking we could trim some fat from that for a long time. Hey, we can trim some fat, but it's pretty good. All right. From all of us here at the Zero Credit Studios, we wish you a happy week. And we wish you a happy National Boston Cream Pie Day. That's right. Don't forget to get your Boston cream pie from your local bakery. That's right. National Boston Cream Pie Day. That's definitely a thing. All right, bye everybody! Enjoy that pie! Scream, uh. Ice cream, we all scream pie cream. <laughs> pie cream.